Trending now, Putnam County's budget will be finalized for the new fiscal year in just about six weeks. This is Ben Rogers. As the community grows, the needs in that budget also grow, and some of those needs are focused in the Putnam County school system. Today, we go inside the needs of the Putnam County school system with Assistant Director of Schools, Corby King, and Mark Reynolds, the Finance Officer of the Putnam County school system. Welcome, gentlemen. Ben, Good thank you. Here. Appreciate having the opportunity to share our continuing needs and growth in Putnam County. I appreciate y'all being here. Before we talk about this next fiscal year budget, which you know, budget committee has already uh, started meeting. The school system has not had an opportunity to meet yet with the, the budget committee. Last year's budget, draft three, which is what we originally saw at the commission meeting, mm-hmm. you, you ended fiscal year 19 with about a $7 million fund balance or close to eight with revenues coming in a little over $88 million, expenses budgeted almost 92. I know after we approved the budget last year, the school systems go back and make some adjustments based on what we approved. Mark, can you just tell us or what 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 improvements or what changes did you make to that draft four last year? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, as you stated, you know, the draft three is the actual budget that does get approved by the commission and does get sent to the state as our original draft. Um, starting about three years ago, um, the school board and Jerry and myself made a decision that we were really going to wait until we knew what the exact final number was before we started doing a lot of the cuts. Because in years past, we might make the cuts based on what the finance com- or what the budget committee recommends. And then sometimes when the full meeting comes, things change. And so we kind of felt like we were really kind of chasing our tail, making changes and then making changes again. Sometimes it went up, sometimes it went down. Um, so, Draft three was uh, did have a, a big difference in in definitely in the revenue and expenses. So what we do is we come back and the school board um, goes through the budget with a fine tooth comb, and um, we actually made changes. We we cut a lot, uh, quite honestly, when we had to. Um, we cut uh, a, a lot of uh, the some of the salaries that we wanted, um, and um, uh, changed some things. The school board wanted to change a few of the non-salary items, and we did that. I believe we took two school buses out of the uh, out of that budget. So um, I think we had uh, five school buses in there. Originally came back with three, uh, got some growth money from the state midway through the year, and increased two more school buses. So there was, there was quite a few cuts that were made after that draft three, our official budget, to do what we would call draft four in the budget. Through 11 months uh, in this fiscal year, how is the budget looking for the school system? It's looking good. It's looking good. We had to actually make some purchases out of our fund balance this year. Um, There was land that the school board uh, wanted to buy in the southwestern portion of the county. I think think, um, both of you at least are aware of that land um, purchase. Um, I believe that was maybe around six hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars. We took that out of fund balance. Um, textbooks were were considerably higher than anticipated. We had to do that out of fund balance, so um, we did have to take a little out of fund balance this year. Um, but uh, but we're looking good. Um, I think if you take those two items, the uh, textbooks and the fund balance, I believe that's where you're going to see the difference between where we end up. I think it would have been even. I think we would come out even except for those items that we took out of the fund balance. I'm glad you mentioned fund balance. As you know, most governments, school systems included, try to keep a healthy fund balance. Mm-hmm. And the comptroller's office has a recommendation for those fund balances. A lot of them you'll see anywhere from 10 to 25 percent, depending on the fiscal 
activity of that system or that county, mm-hmm. uh, having a healthy fund balance allows you to pay cash for land that you may mm-hmm. need instead of financing it. Right. Just like the county did uh, this year as well, purchase some land in the in, in the middle part of town in case we need more parking, which we will eventually. And that's why you have a healthy fund balance. Mm-hmm. And it's important for everybody uh, in, in county government and the school system to maintain one. Mm-hmm. And so we will talk about how you maintain one as we get through and talk about next year's budget. Uh, we know that fiscal year 1920 budget is being discussed. Of course, the school board, how many times has the school board met so far to discuss the first draft of the fiscal year 1920 budget? I think at least three times specifically. Uh, of course, they have their school board meetings, but I'm talking work sessions, maybe two, uh, no, maybe three, I think preliminarily. Then they've discussed it a couple of times after that. Um, but, uh, you know, the fund balance, going back to the fund balance, you're right. Uh, healthy cash flow is very important. Um, a- as you both are well aware, you know, you do have to have that fund balance for cash flow purposes. Um, but what we've always tried to do is we've always tried to t- say, you know, we've, we've, re- we've got our fund balance where we need it. Now, anything we s- would happen to have that would go into the fund balance in a year, we're going to try to budget in for the next year. And we've kind of had that philosophy for probably the last five years now that we've got our fund balance where it needed to be. It was pretty low 10 years ago, and it was a real struggle to get it back where it needed to be. Um, We were doing a tax anticipation note every year, and as you know, that is not a good idea. Um, So we do have the fund balance where we we feel like it's sufficient to get us through uh, property – before property tax starts coming in and, you know, and – November, December, January, and February. So um, we feel like it's good, and I feel like uh, it, it's the right thing to do to take that any kind of savings we might have in a year and roll it back into the budget so that, you know, we wouldn't have to ask for so much from the, the school, wouldn't have to ask for so much from the county. Right. Today we go inside the needs of the Putnam County School System. With me is the Assistant Director of Schools, Corby King, and the Finance Director for the School System, Mark McReynolds. We were talking about fund balance and tax anticipation notes, and a lot of counties in the Upper Cumberland visit the tax anticipation note process because of cash flow. And to get above that point that you don't need one, you have to have sufficient fund balance to make payroll for Mm -hmm. three to four months until property taxes come in. Of course, you have another funding side with BEP, and, and we're going to discuss that shortly. Right now, your cash flow is good. You have a good fund balance. Mm -hmm. Next year's budget, the fiscal year 1920 budget, through the first drafts, up about $8.7 million, around that number, which is almost a little over 8% from where it was at. I think last year was around $91 million. Now you're going to, to almost $100 million, almost. not quite. Yep. Um, let's talk about the funding aspect for the school assistance. BEP, the Basic Education Program, mm-hmm. is is the main source. Okay, It's, it's the biggest percentage that funds – uh, Corby, what is the first estimate, well, the latest estimate in the basic educa- ed- education program funding that you've received from the state? So our our, our first funding estimate is uh, just over $54 million, $54.5 million uh, from the BEP. That's about 59% of our budget uh, from the school, sy- or the school system budget is funded by the state. And then the other 40% would be from a combination of local funds and some federal funds and other monies that come in. And that's about a $3 million increase, a little bit more than last year's BEP mm-hmm. uh, allocation. And I, I, 
I would ask you to tell me how the BEP is calculated, but I don't think anyone <laughs> knows in the very state. Complicated. It's, it's very complicated, but it's driven. Mark, what is it driven by? You know, it's driven by our, our ADM, which is our average daily attendance. Um, and, uh, you know, it that really drives it. So, obviously, if you have more students, the state sees it, which only makes sense. You're going to need more funds. Um, so uh, it, it is a complicated formula. Um I've gone to a few classes on on that, and you know you kind of get your head wrapped around it, but it's something you have to kind of get back into each year and look at it. But um, Corby can kind of talk about you know ours has been increasing, thank goodness. Some some counties have decreased yeah, as far as the uh, surrounding counties have lost membership, where ours mm-hmm. has increased on a yearly basis. Over the last five years, we're up right at 500 students. We are growing still in Putnam County, one to two percent per year. The thing to remember when we're talking about BEP is it's just a basic education plan, mm-hmm. and it's basic. Uh, it does not fund a lot of things that we feel are important in our community or needs that are in our community, uh, things like school nurses. The BEP funds school nurses at like one to every 3,000 students. That would give us right at four nurses for our system with 19 schools, and that's just not feasible. We have too many needs within our system. Uh, the counselor's formula, the administrator's formula, the teacher's formula, all of that that's in the BEP plan is very basic, and it just doesn't meet the needs. And there's not a school system that I'm aware of in Tennessee that truly funds just based on the BEP. All of us have additional positions above the BEP, and in Putnam County, we're the same way. And when you fund above the BEP, that's all coming from our local dollars. Right. And Putnam County... Fortunately, the local match the the county gives to the school system through local revenue is above that minimum. Correct. Um, so, but the BEP, as you said, fifty nine percent it will help fund the budget you're asking for. Yes. And so you're you're missing about forty percent. That's right. And and that's where that local revenue and those other revenues come from. Fifty nine percent for BEP funding. Uh, property tax is going to be um, well. Set. Let's talk about sales tax first. Sales tax has been flatlined. Uh, for uh, for a few years, and we'll we'll discuss how that happened right. uh, later on. Seventeen million dollars for the last couple of years, and that's seventeen percent of the budget for the school system. So you're you're getting closer to meeting that hundred percent of funding, and then you will have property tax as well. Uh, and the penny is growing, uh, and I think over four hundred thousand dollars is yeah, close to uh, when I when I put that in, and that is going to be in our draft three budget. I've incorporated that. The, uh, being it's going to be presented to the board next Thursday at our board meeting, and then presented to the uh, county commission. Um, so yeah, four percent or a I'm sorry, over um, four hundred thousand, right? And and, yeah. and growth in revenue. Currently uh, with me, Corby King, Mark McReynolds from the Putnam County School System. The Putnam County budget and the needs of Putnam County School System. How to address those needs is what's trending now. We will continue to discuss the funding for the school system when we come back. Putnam County School proposed budget in the new fiscal year is approximately $100 million, but there are a lot of requests and being made in that budget of that $100 million. With me, Corby King, Assistant Director of Schools, and Mark McReynolds, the Finance Director for the Putnam County School System. They are here to discuss that budget and other things, capital projects uh, that make up the budget and what the county uh, has assisted with as well. We continue talking about funding. Property tax revenue for the school system is around 16% of the funding, so the basic education program, sales tax, property tax, uh, other fundings around five percent. Uh, yeah, about five point two percent. Right. What 
What makes up that other funding? Just a couple of mentions that, sure. that help fund those. I know federal revenue comes in. Yeah, we have, you know, the um, the pre-K program. That's a, it's a pretty large program we have. Um, that's, a, that's a large one. We have our LEAPS after school program. That's in there. And our adult education. I'd say, you know, looking at those, those are probably the big three outside of the property tax, sales tax, and, and BEP. So, you, you know, um, and, and also, you know, Talking about the uh, property tax, of course, that's current property tax. Um, delinquent property tax, actually, that's quite a bit that comes in. So, you know, there, there's that's nothing to, to not look at. There's definitely that. Um, so, you know, delinquent property tax um, and then those three larger um, state grants are, are really the big items in the other revenue. And Putnam County is fortunate that 97% collection rate on property tax every yes. year is yeah. roughly there. That leaves three percent that goes unpaid. Uh, there's another year that technically it goes delinquent. Then people start getting notices, continue to get notices, and they will come in and pay. and And they've been very good about that. Mm-hmm. So that keeps our revenue where we don't have to raise taxes to mm-hmm. make up for those not paying. Oh, yeah. The basic education program, as we said, feeds on the uh, average daily membership or average daily enrollment. Corby, what do you see the growth from this last school year we finished to this next school year in students? Sure. So for several years, we grew at a rate of about 1%. Uh, Like I said earlier, over the last five years, we're up uh, right at 500 students over that five-year period. Last year, we saw a a big increase. It actually was a little over 200 last year. Uh, So this year, we're currently projected to be up 130, 135 students more. But as you continue to hear about growth in Putnam County, uh, new home developments, new apartment developments, new industry coming in. Families are coming with those jobs. So as we see those jobs, we're seeing that increase in school, en- in school enrollment as well. So uh, we are projected to get 130 students, but that could, you know, if we see like we did last year, that could grow to around 200 students more, putting us just right at 12,000 students this year. Well, as you know, Sorry. Ben, you were, you know, you were, just to put this in perspective on that, we were talking, Corby, earlier um, before we came, what was the what was the growth in the last five years? Was four hundred and it's four hundred seventy five students. Right okay, five hundred. Yes, five hundred students. Plus you add those hundred and thirty five. You just yes. said right. That's that's that's, an that's a whole elementary school. That and that's our one of our larger elementary schools. Right. Our our <laughs> our largest elementary schools yes. sit at somewhere between six hundred to seven hundred, and it fluctuates. Oh. So you know, if you think about it, we're adding a school. Of course, we're not adding it. It's going into elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools. But that, that's a lot of students we're getting in and seeing a lot of growth. Um, and and so that adds to built, our cost, sure. obviously. As we've built new schools in Putnam County, uh, we have been uh, setting that enrollment for an elementary school at a 600-capacity elementary school. So over the last five years, we've basically added an elementary school and student population We've been set, setting our middle schools right at a thousand student capacity, and then there's still the debate over the high schools. Uh, but around a thousand, twelve to fifteen hundred student capacity for our high schools, what we would look at uh, in Putnam County if we were to build a new one. Uh, is we're looking at capital projects and we look at our growth, we want to first maximize the space and the, the facilities that we have. Mm-hmm. So next year we're going to be going through a new zoning to redistribute some of the students to alleviate some of the overcrowding in some of our schools to use the space we have before we come to the commission and say, hey, we need mm-hmm. another school. That, that's not something we take lightly. The last BEP projection comes in July? In the, be state? Fi- the final one will be final in July. July. Yeah. Okay. Any day now we should get to June. Every, every month, what, what starts in April, every month you get uh, a new BEP estimate. It changes a little. 
you don't usually see large changes, but um, the state's uh, refining and, and tweaking, so to speak, the, uh, the the numbers to make sure that each system gets what they're supposed to get. So. Right. This is Trending. I'm Ben Rogers discussing the new fiscal year budget for the Putnam County School System with Corby King and Mark McReynolds. Over a $9 million increase almost from last year proposed by the school board. What are some of those key increases that, that's put in those $9 million with personnel, sure. uh, the capital projects? What, what makes up that $9 million increase? Sure. So as we mentioned earlier, Ben, we are continuing to grow. Some of these are growth and equity positions, but they're also the, the capital pro- improvements and capital projects we have. It's just maintenance cost. You know, it's just like if for a homeowner, you have to repair things within inside the homes, and we have the same thing within the school system. In this particular budget, we've got a, uh, about $1.6 million of maintenance and capital improvement cost. Those are anything from cooling towers at, at uh, Cornerstone Elementary that has to be replaced. Uh, it, it's not safe. Uh, we've got uh, boiler replacements at uh, All Good Middle School and High School. We've got renovations in this budget at Every Trace for uh, the student restroom areas and the library, things that are just uh, not very user-friendly at the moment, and we're trying to re- update those. Uh, the energy maintenance system at Cooper High School is due to be replaced. Uh, we're having issues out of it, and it comes a time where it's just costing more to repair than it would be to replace, so that's in this particular budget. Uh, we have window replacements at Sycamore and White Plains. Those are two of our oldest buildings, and if you go by, you, you can see why we need uh, to that to undertake that initiative at those schools. Uh, one of the big items in this is uh, to put uh, HVAC system in the gym at Burks Elementary. It's the last school that we have that doesn't have heating and air in the gym. So we're just trying to get get them uh, on par with the other schools and to be equitable with that. So we have an HVAC system at Burks. Uh, there's some uh, track repair resurfacing at Coval High School and then a new state uh, law that passed for water testing. We have to test for lead in the water supply in the schools. That's about 50000 a year. So those all come out to about $1.6 million in the capital projects for this year. For personnel increases, most of those are just uh, student state ratio requirements. Uh, we've got uh, certified personnel increases at about $1.8 million in, in this particular budget, five of those being for ELL population is our Uh, English language learners population grows in Putnam County. There are state required minimums we have to meet for teachers per certain number of students, and we we need five growth positions for that. Three of these are for special education uh, teachers. And again, if we see that 133 student or above, uh, we have 10 new classroom positions uh, in this particular budget. Those are necessary to meet the state required ratios for student-teacher minimum uh, classroom sizes. Uh, we've got a, a new assistant principal at Burks Elementary, or I mean not Burks, Baxter Primary School. That's just an equity position. That's the only school that doesn't have a full-time assistant principal. So just to bring them online with the other 18 schools, we have a, that position in this budget. Uh, a new student support specialist that's in this budget. Uh, like other areas, we're seeing a lot of ne- student need for uh, mental health services and students who are struggling with lots of, and families who are struggling in this area. So this person would be assigned specifically to our student services department to assist students who have some some struggling uh, things going on in their home. And then a a counselor, school counselor with our vital, and we've transitioned from the adult high school to our uh, Flex High School, Flex Learning Center, and Vital, which is our homeschool program. 
through the high schools, and it's adding a counselor that's specifically assigned to that program. Uh, and it's a need as those programs continue to grow in our area. Uh, non-certified personnel, again, growth. And this is our clerical, our technology and maintenance personnel, our bus drivers. We've added new buses, new bus routes. We need drivers for those and attendance on those buses. Those are around $700,000. Uh, How much does one bus cost? One bus is 104000 for uh, one bus. And for several years, we were on a rotating basis, adding five buses a year. We're now up over 4,000 riders in our buses, so just over a third of our students riding buses. So, and not uh, long ago, a bus was ninety thousand dollars. You know, and so that the cost of a bus is going up. I remember when it was eighty-five. So, I mean, it's it's increasing significantly. Uh, The capital projects, and and I don't want to get off on the uh, other expenses, but you you budget capital projects in your budget uh, in the general purpose school fund budget. Mm -hmm. And of course, we try to help with the school roofs, or we do help with school roofs. There, there have been times in the last um, uh, couple of years that a couple of projects in your budget mm-hmm. we paid for as well. Yes. Can you mention a couple of those? Absolutely, sure. Uh, all good. Yeah, you had uh, all the all good softball lights. lights. Right. Uh, you have um, the uh, air conditioning at um, Cane Creek Gym. Yeah, right, and all good. Middle. And then at the all good middle. Mm-hmm. And um, what we've been trying to do is. We'll bring equity where it needs to be. Sure. Um, you know, it's 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 obviously not equitable that softball field at all good middle did not have lights and the baseball field did. So right. we needed to get that fixed. Absolutely. Uh, the year before when this this was really not actually in the uh from the county commission over, but we added lights at the um Avery Trace football field because that football field didn't have lights. And so these things, we, we see the deficiencies, we see what needs to be there, and um, and just as, as best we can with the funds we have, we try to make that equitable air conditioning and gymnasiums. You know, All Good Middle does not have an auditorium. They had no other way to, to do that. Sure. With Corby King and Mark McReynolds, we look at the needs of the Putnam County School System for the 2019-2020 school year and beyond. We will be back with more discussion on expenses uh, coming up next. Requests from many different departments continue across Putnam County, but those requests are not with a limitless budget in the county. Ben Rogers, as we look at the Putnam County School System budget budgetary request with Corby King and Mark Reynolds, this is trending. We mentioned we're, we, we continue to discuss the proposed budget for the school system for fiscal year 1920. We, uh, we're looking now to get into some other uh, points of increase. And that includes personnel sure. and, and positions and uh, salary increases. Sure. So yeah. what what does the school system want to do this next fiscal year with salary increases? Sure. You know, we are a people-driven business. We're one of the largest employers in Putnam County with just over 1,600 employees. So obviously the personnel makes up the bulk of our budget and the bulk of our increases. And also in Putnam County, we want to attract and retain the best teachers that we can. And that takes, you know, salary and improvements. We want to be competitive within the state and if we and, and across our region for sure. And if we can be a little bit above that, that's what we want to be, you know, in Putnam County to get the best people we can. So we do have salary and wage improvements in this budget. Uh, we have what we would call your, your step raises that most everyone has. Uh, just the salary uh, increases those are right at a million dollars for combined between our uh, certified and our non-certified personnel. But when you look at it per uh, employee for a certified employee, that's a, an, on average about $600 a year, 650 a year, $50 a month. 
is what that step increase would be. Right. It's not a lot. So what we have put in is a 4%, actual 4% raise, what we would call a salary improvement. And that raise is, is rather you know significant. That's about $2.5 million for our budget. So if we combine the, the salary step increase and the annual increase or the, the raise, it, we're looking at $3.6 million in salary improvements for our employees. Over 1,600 employees in our growing system, we feel like that's just an area that we need to go. We've got to take care of our people. We want the best here, and we want to keep them here when we get them here. Was the school board able to give a raise last year, a salary improvement, I should say, to those certified and non-certified employees? Yes, I believe it was 2.5%. Yes. yes. I believe y'all started out looking for more of three. We, we yeah. started at four last four year, last I think, year. as well, yeah. and, and we settled on 2.5% once we got – from the draft three to that draft four that you and Mark were discussing earlier – uh, that was one of the cuts that we made right. as we went from that four back to a, a two and a half. Right. We want to give the employees something that was just what we had left that we could do. So. And and I want to mention state law does not allow county commissions the, the authority to line out of the school system's budget. Sure. So when they bring a budget to the budget committee and to the county commission for approval, the budget committee and county commission basically said, this is the amount of funding we can give you locally. That's correct. And then the board, with, with you gentlemen and, and Mr. Boyd, go back and and cut what you need to cut to fit within that funding. And so if you hear a commissioner say, well, we're going to tell them to cut this, they that cannot happen according to state law. It's going to be up to the school board right. to reduce the budget. And that's what the Putnam County School System does. They give the, the request to the budget committee and the commission. The, the commission approves a certain amount of funding, and they come back the next school board meeting uh, as soon as the budget's over with and make those adjustments and send it back to the commission for right. final approval. Right, yeah, as, as one large budget amendment. <laughs> right, yeah. And there are things, you know, as we go through that process, things that we have to do. We talked earlier about the, uh, the growth and adding the growth positions. You know, we had 10 teachers in the budget last year. Well, when the, when the students actually showed up in the classrooms, we had to add 12 to meet those minimum ratios. So when we do that and the county commission set, this is the amount we can give you, and we understand that, and we have to make those cuts, well, that's where the, the teacher raises and things like that get cut. Right. Uh, we also get into this, you know, you hear on the, all the time the governor talking about on TV, going to give teachers a 4% raise, a 4% raise. That's not really a 4% raise for teachers. What he's doing is giving a 4% raise on the BEP formula. And we talked about earlier that how complicated that is, but a 4% raise on the BEP formula is just for the minimum number of certified staff. Well, we've right. got 80, 90 positions above that. And we feel like if we give our certified staff, our teachers a raise, well, our support staff needs a raise too. Sure. So they're just as important to us, our bus drivers, our, our teacher's assistants. So we give them a raise equal to what we would give percentage-wise to right. the certified employees. So all of that is above uh, what, the, what, what the governor is putting in that budget, and that, again, comes from our local funding. Uh, also, you know, as we go through this budget, Ben, we've got just your general operating expenses that are increasing, increases in uh, fuel and uh, uh, maintenance materials and services, custodial cost and increase, management. We've got a little over a million dollars in increases, things that Mark talked about earlier that not to have to take out of the reserve fund, but we want to actually put in the budget. These are actual realized increases. Right. These are really, I mean, you know, you look at the historical, you know, what I do when, I, when, I'm, when I'm developing the budget, I'm looking at historical items and, and what's going up. And, and these are just things, utility costs are going up. I think everyone knows that. Fuel cost. Um, cost of buses, which we talked about, um, increase in the number of buses, uh, 
you know, things like that. We just don't have any control over costs just go up as I think we all know, just even individually know that, um, custodial cost, you know, there was a decision made about 10 years ago to outsource the custodial cost, which, um, I believe was a good decision, but it, in, it increases, right. um, you know, every year. And, um, those are those are items. There's there's no <laughs> there's no changing that. Those are costs that are going to go up. This is trending. Discussing the budget and requests being made by the school system with Corby King and Mark Reynolds. This is Ben Rogers. The, the continue those discussions with the increases. Uh, we we've already mentioned capital projects, the positions, raises. Is there anything else significant the school board would like to see um, improvements? Uh, that they need, they need more funding with, uh, you know, and we talked about funding that funding could come from sales tax, could come from property tax. Right. What else do you see as important for next fiscal year? Sure. We're, we're, we're continuing, you know, the school board has, has their five-year plan, their five-year goals. And that's what we're trying to get to, uh, the goals that they've set in that five-year plan. I think you all, you know, as a county commissioner, you all have been, uh, have seen that plan. Part of that is still moving, uh, what we would call school improvement funds, where Mr. Boyd allocates that money back to the schools based on their enrollment. Uh, right now that's $17.50 per student. We're still trying to get that to $25 a student. And these are things the schools use for uh, stuff around campus. It could be their copier costs there. Uh, I don't know, Mark, mm-hmm. what all the, the schools they use that on a variety of things. A lot of safety and security needs around right. the building, things yeah. like that. Um, technology needs. Technology needs in the building. So there's a lot of things the schools use that for, and we're still trying to get to that $25 per student. Uh, there's been an increase in instructional materials, uh, about six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars. Again, part of that is growth. Part of it is just the new materials that are coming out cost more, and a lot of them are moving from the hardbound textbooks. If you've got students at home, we're doing a lot of stuff online, a lot of things that are technology based, and and that's just to be competitive and to prepare the students for the workforce or college beyond school. So in preparing them, they have to be prepared for to use today's technology. And that comes with an increased cost. So there's an increase in the budget for that as well. well speaking of school improvement, the county commission approved the LED retrofitting Absolutely. last year. Mm-hmm. Have you seen savings from those those lots being put in yet? Or is that to come? We hope we keep seeing that. It's, it's you know, um, costs obviously go up, just utility costs. So um, a LED costs less to operate than a traditional light. So I know we're seeing the savings, but you got to temper that into the fact that we're growing also. So, you know, we are seeing the savings, but the cost is going up. Sure. So, and, and part of your operational expense as well, other than utilities, is the MacBooks that y'all provide for students right, or, or yeah. provide from the, the system, mm-hmm. I should say. And the school system chooses to lease. Mm-hmm. Why, why does leasing a better option than buying those, those computers? Well, you know, um, <clears throat> obviously, a laptop today is going to be obsolete, and I don't know. I guess it depends on the user and how what they feel like sure. it's obsolete, but anywhere between three and five years. And um, we just feel like uh, it's a better option to to lease those, to spread that cost over the, 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 the three years. Um, and uh, those, those MacBooks, it's actually a capital lease where we can purchase those for a dollar. So... We can repurpose that back to the students to use at the end. I mean, not all of them are in shape that we can use, but most of them are. Um, and so um, it's it's a way to make sure that our teachers 
have the, the technology they need to to operate what they need to do. Right. And, you know, and and we what we don't want to do is um, have a big initiative, take out a loan, buy a whole bunch of computers, and then you know five years from now they're they're just not operational and we're back where we started. Have to declare them surplus, right, find an yeah. outlet to sell them, yeah. public auction or. Or right. still bid, or however you get rid of them. You can't just find someone to sell them. Right. Yeah, and that MacBook lease is for our teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are laptops that go to the teachers they use. And, and again, the teachers are. It's not just a, an eight to three. We hear all the time from people. Well, I wish I just worked from eight to three. That's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the teachers wish they just worked from eight to three as well. Right. So. Uh, the teachers uh, are all taking their laptops home. Their lesson planning, most all of their curriculum resources, things are all online. Uh, so it, it is really a necessary tool for teachers. And uh, we have fewer problems with MacBook. You know, it's a little more expensive than some of the other technology out there, but it also has much fewer problems uh, than what you have with the others. So there's still a cost savings in the long run, especially when you look at the number of people within our technology department. Uh, we do quite well uh, on a on a very short staff technology department. So good deal. Training today, the expenses of the school system, the challenges with meeting those expenses and keep the budget in balance. We continue next with Corby King and Mark McReynolds. How does the process work? The challenges of meeting the growing needs of the Putnam County School System. Trending. This has been Rogers with Assistant Director of Schools Corby King and the Finance Director for the School System Mark McReynolds. Gentlemen, we we would look forward to discussing now the potential of a new school. Sure. And the school board and county commission have met together, which is always a good thing. And I think that's something we strive to do um, for the last few years is meet as two bodies because we are the two legislative bodies in the mm-hmm. county. And it's always better when a county school school system and the school board works with the county legislative Absolutely. body, the county commission. We met back in April. Mm-hmm. And the discussion, part of the discussion there was uh, a new school. And we also was brought up last fall when we met together as two bodies. The land purchased in Southwest County, yes. 675000 roughly, yeah. and yeah. was paid for cash out of the mm-hmm. fund balance. What kind of school are you looking to put there? So primarily, man, we're looking at adding a new uh, K-4 school. Uh, it'd be a 600-capacity school that would ultimately replace uh, Parkview Elementary if we move in that direction. It would be a new school for Parkview, increasing the capacity. The capacity at Parkview is 460 students. Uh, that area would, would take some of the overcrowding away from Prescott as well, possibly pull some from the Cane Creek and Baxter area, and, and take in the uh, Parkview students. Uh, the reason we chose that school in that area, we, we went through an extensive study with a, a group. It was a growth and need study with a group out of Nashville, uh, partnered with Belmont University. And when you look at school, at, at the renovations needed for Parkview, uh, it was gonna, the cost to uh, renovate was over 50% of the cost of just replacing the school. So before we go into an extensive renovation and trying to work around students being in the building, it was just more cost effective for taxpayers to uh, purchase land and build a new school than it was to renovate that building for student use anyway. So, and as budget committee chairman, uh, I've talked with you gentlemen on a regular basis, and, and director of schools, Mr. Boyd, and the the price tag right now, and it can change, is around twenty million for right. an elementary school. Right, and you know, speaking of that, you might want to mention, or we might want to talk about just for a second. You know, how many acres is that there? Um, Forty something acres, I think. It yeah, there, right? I mean, it's a it's a pretty good size for an elementary school. 
And uh, I know it's been very popular in our county to have a K-8. You yes. know, it really is is nice, uh, not just for the student, for the transition from an elementary to a middle, but also for the family and especially with multiple siblings, you know, for the parent. And this school, while um, it's not been completely settled, you know, having a K-4, which is the direction they're going, there's still room for an additional expansion there. That's something and that's something that right. they've looked at. That's so, part of the discussions yeah. that we've had, Mark, and with the school board and also with the county commissioners. And I think the community uh, is open to the idea of a K-8. It's mm-hmm. very popular with our mm-hmm. families. Uh, we, we do have concern about how much of that land is usable and mm-hmm. having enough land, enough space to actually put a K-8 campus because when you bring middle school on, you bring on the athletic facilities, mm-hmm. a football field, a baseball field, a softball field, a soccer field. So when you add those type things, it does require more acreage, and there is some concern. We know there's a, a, the land is uh, very feasible to put a K-4 campus there, a K-4 school, but to add two schools, make that a K-8, there's some concern about there being enough land there. But it's still part of the discussion that we're right, having yeah. with the county commission and the school board as well. So, What is the price difference between a K-4 through and a K-8? through Have you? I, I don't think you would uh, double, but it would definitely – be up um, at least ten to ten to ten to fifteen million more. Sure. When you got you got obviously a larger school, you got um, an auditorium. Um, you you would have the the facilities, the um, the athletic facilities, those kind of things. Yeah. So um, it it does increase the price tag. Mark, do you remember what the cost was for Prescott when we built that? The price tag at the end of that, it's thirty thirty five million. Maybe. Yeah, and we had a and we and really we really uh, when we built that, uh, we kind of like in the recession. So we had a great price on that from a lot. Of, there was a lot of uh, interest from contractors, and probably will never get that price again. <laughs> this is trending discussing the budget and requests being made by the school system, discussing future projects and maybe a future school K through four. K through eight, it, we don't know yet. In county governments in Tennessee, the the law with the Tennessee law says the county legislative body, the commission, is the funding authority for debt mm-hmm. or the the authority to approve debt. The school board ha- does not have that authority. They have to approve that request first right. through that board and sent to the commission for approval. And that debt resolution is then approved by the commission and passed on to the state for approval as well. And in, in looking to build a new school you would have to go through that process. And we're also in this county discussing a new jail. And, of course, I'm a, the budget committee chairman. I do a lot of number crutching. Uh, if we d- did $90 million of a debt issuance, which would be a school, uh, the jail, uh, jail and the court system, right. add on to the court system, around $90 million, roughly put 3% interest on that $90 million. And that's kind of high right now because you can uh, – a lot of them are around 2 2.5, two but I'm conservative, right. so I went 3%. <laughs> We're looking at a little over $3 million in principal and interest a year to debt service. Our debt service, uh, the county's debt service, which includes all the debt the county has in the schools, is funded by really three sources. Property tax is 56% with $9.8 million going into that fund. Sales tax is $6.2 million. That's 36% of the funding. And then you have hotel-motel tax. Right. And we know our sales tax and hotel-motel tax is growing along with our property tax, because the economy is doing well and people are coming in. The sales tax is really what drives our debt service uh, right now because it's it's coming in a lot higher than what we've been paying mm-hmm. in principal and interest. The previous uh, commissions of Putnam County decided to maybe structure debt a little bit differently or, or less than ideal, 
than what some may want to, and they backloaded some debt. So last year we had around thirteen million dollars in principal and interest we're paying for the whole county. This next year we're going to go up to around sixteen or seventeen because that backloaded debt's coming up on us. Right, and that's not ideal to do that. In order to pay for new debt, new projects, you should have a, a pretty much a steady debt structure, and that's one of the things that has to be considered by the county commission. Is there are there any other current school projects you would like to see in the near future, or is this the priority? Uh, there's st- we still think uh, there's a need to expand at Upperman High School, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere between seven and ten million. Again, the longer we wait, the more that cost is going to grow. Uh, but to increase the size, we're still growing in the West End. We're still growing in population. Uh, families that are moving there choosing to go to the schools uh, there in Baxter. So uh, we feel like you know there's a need to increase uh, the capacity at Upperman High School, uh, then then this new school, and then just the other capital projects that we have. You know, and and still, you know, even before we continue to uh, fund the capital improvements, we have to remember we got to operate them. Once we get them built, we we're, we have to have people, right. and that's more resources, more people, and more funding to to take care of that. So that's something we have to keep in mind. As and well. if our sales tax uh, income continues to be good, and, and I keep saying, as long as we get what we got last year, sure. we can pay for these capital projects, and we can pay maintain our debt service without raising taxes for a new school mm-hmm. and a new jail and a new court system, and that's where we want to be. But to operate a new jail and a new court system and, and a new, and a new school. school there has to be some revenue, another avenue for revenue. Yes, Capital projects is a big part of your general purpose school budget. It's also a big part of what the county commission does as well. Just recently at the budget committee, we've approved roughly $5.8 million sure. in capital projects. And that, that is funded through a little bit of property tax, around $330,000. The rest of it is coming through our sales tax. Mm-hmm. That's where your sales tax allocation, the school systems, kind of got – well, they got um, – the. That was fixed. a tough time for us during the recession. It was. It, it was. It's, it's what we had to do at that time. Right. But now as we've gone forward, it's really kind of handcuffed us a little bit in the school system, too, because we're growing and we've not seen that growth. Right. And, and so, so and, I think over the last four years, and Mark, you may be able to correct me, the county commission's increased that allocation around a million dollars, which uh, hasn't made up for what you been could have been getting since 2008. Right. But on the good side of that, uh, as a county commissioner and, and those – the sales tax has been used to do school improvements, sure. school roofs, and it's uncommon in Putnam County that the county commission pays for those school roofs. But we've been able to do Cornerstone, which uh, was Upperman High School when I graduated from there. And if you'd have told me Upperman would have had a campus with a new high school and middle school oh, yeah. back when I graduated, I told <laughs> you that I, there's no way. Cornerstone Elementary School, Sycamore Elementary, Northeast Elementary, Baxter Primary is in the, in the process of getting a new roof and a new awning, White Plains. Uh, when we first addressed that, there were just buckets of water coming right. in, we, and we were able to fix that. Uh, and other um, non-schools have been, our, of course, our Ag Extension mm-hmm. Building, Juvenile Detention Library. That capital project funds has benefited schools, oh, yeah. but it's it, for the pro- capital project side, but it's taken away from your operating funding. Yeah, it and, has. And, and as a taxpayer, you know, it doesn't really matter to me which pocket of money. It's all one pocket of money, sure. whether it's coming out of county general or coming out of schools. Those are maintenance needs that are there but we still have to operate. Absolutely. And that's the thing I want us to keep in mind, and, and we are very appreciative of, of receiving the capital projects and the roofs and things that have happened. That's stuff that, that had to happen right. uh, just for general maintenance purposes. Uh, but we still have have to have – we've had an increase in our operating expenses, and so we have to start making some headway in those increases as well. And the and, recent – I'm sorry, Mark. Well, you know, we have Cookville High School roof coming up. 
which will be the big one. Which I, I was going to mention <laughs> in the recent budget committee, the committee approved to fund uh, the first half of the Cobble High School roof, which is going to take longer than kind of the yeah, fiscal year to sure. do. So it's broken up in two fiscal sure. years. It's going to be about $1.5 million this year. And then Cane Creek Elementary, a new roof there is about $1.1 million. So there, there are several things going on in the county and the school system. Gentlemen, I appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining us. I've been Thank Rogers. I've been with Corby King and Margaret Reynolds from the Putnam County School System, and that's trending.